0: it is that you're doing, always work in a way that you can be proud of your effort. And when I say that, I don't mean play it safe. Take risks, learn new things by all means, do all those things, learn, take risks, grow, but always put forth an effort that you can be proud of. Welcome to Power Up Your Performance, where we talk about how you can learn to think, feel perform and live like a champion. Hey everyone, welcome to Freethinking Friday, a brief episode where I share some of the things I've been pondering throughout the week. My name is Kim Peek and I am your hostess and the founder of Power of Run. I'm recording this on Thursday and if you're listening when this first comes out, you're hearing this episode on Friday. And I had a whole different topic that I would thought I was going to talk about today. And then last night, something happened that made me absolutely livid. And it reminded me all over again why I believe runners make the best employees. And you know that question I ask at the end of each podcast where I ask the guest to share three traits that they believe all champions possess? Well, this incident reminded me why I believe dedication and work ethic belong on that list of traits that all champions possess. I've talked a lot about the entertainment video program that my high school senior has been in for the last four years. To get into the program, the students apply as eighth graders. And then by their senior year, they are spending two class hours each day working on entertainment video projects, which could be things like short films, feature films, commercials, documentaries, and video projects that are maybe just random video projects that businesses in our community need. The senior Capstone Project is a feature film, and my daughter has been dreaming since her freshman year of being the director of her class's feature film project. So October rolls around, and she finds out that her teacher has indeed chosen her to be the director for her hour's feature film. And that was so super exciting, because like I said, it's something that she's dreamed about for years, and it's what she wants to be when she gets out of college. She wants to be a movie director. So she's up for the challenge and prepared for the hard work ahead, and these kids wrote their own script and as a group fleshed it out, collaborated, tried to make it, punch it up, make it more funny. And then they spent months scouting locations, fighting costumes, and shooting the video. And none of that was easy work. They had challenges to overcome, including things like the number of snow days that caused school to be canceled on days when they were scheduled to shoot. We had a horrible, snowy, icy winter in Kansas, and they're really cautious about asking kids to drive and school buses to be on the road on snow days. And so we had a lot of days where they were scheduled to shoot, and they wouldn't have school, and so they weren't allowed to be out shooting. So they had all these things that they overcame, and they persevered, and they did a great job just getting to the finish line of the shooting process. So two weeks ago, they wrapped shooting and it was time for the editing team to work their magic to complete the film. Their teacher gave them a really tight deadline for editing, but if each of the editors did their assigned tasks, the film is going to be able to come together on time as planned. Let's just say that all along, this team has had to deal with kids who didn't want to do their own work, let alone go the extra mile. So my daughter has been forced to learn lessons about managing and motivating a team that are impossible to get from any book or from any college class. This is some solid, real-world experience, the kind that I wish I would have had before my first management job out of college. She's, She's learned some good lessons, and she's learned some of those lessons the hard way. But we will always be thankful for the experience she gained throughout this process because it is going to serve her well in ways that she isn't even experienced enough to understand yet. But here's the difference between the real world and this project. In the real world, people would lose their jobs for not just missing deadlines, but for refusing to do the tasks that are within their job description. This is real world. If you don't meet deadlines and complete your work, you put your own and other people's livelihoods at risk. My husband is the president of a company, and if he didn't do his job, there are 50 families who depend on paychecks from this company who could go without food. In the real world, there are consequences if you just slack or avoid doing your job. But we're in the public school system, and in the public school system where the entire class gets a job and everyone gets a grade, and also in a culture where kids are coddled and given participation trophies for attending practices, even if they don't excel, what you get is the same old scenario that's gone on with group projects since I was in high school and college, and that is where a few people do the work for all the rest. So as you can tell, I'm really super frustrated by this. My daughter... Her name is on this project as the director, which means that it's her name and her reputation on the line because she's the leader of this project. But she's the leader without any teeth. She has no way to enforce consequences. There is no way to get a bunch of high school students who really don't care and who just want to graduate to do their work. But it gets down to crunch time and the people who the teacher assigned as editors at the beginning of the process, so this was their job assigned by the teacher, are not showing up to do the work. And when I say not showing up, I mean they are not showing up for themselves or the rest of the class, rest of the team. They aren't doing their assigned work. They aren't turning in the scenes they were assigned to edit. And apparently, in public school, there are no consequences for this. The director must solve the problem. So she forms editing team B which is a group of dedicated classmates, people who have been reliable and faithful, who are committed to the project. Only one of those people on Editing Team B originally had the title of editor at the beginning of this process. In fact, this team is comprised of the same kids whose specialty was on the filming side, the people in charge of lighting, sound, and capturing the footage. So Editing Team B... Pulls an all nighter at our house last Saturday, and they feel like they're in really good shape to finish this film on Monday. Then, Monday and Tuesday, they had issue after issue, and Wednesday night, last night, they realized that they are still missing five scenes that their lovely, slacking classmates failed to turn in. They have it all ready, except for the five scenes, scenes that they are praying that their classmates magically make materialize in the morning. And then, they get the spinning wheel of death on their computer. And at that point, they're afraid that rebooting will wipe the drive and they will lose all of their work. And you know how on a Mac, there's a process for ejecting a disk? Well, they're afraid because they've been told so many times that if you just eject it, that it will destroy what's on that card or drive that you have plugged in. So they sit there until 2 a.m. this morning, waiting for the spinning wheel of death to stop. There's even a kid who got in trouble because he fell asleep while waiting and his parents were looking for him and he wasn't answering their texts. Anyway, so at 2 a.m. this morning, they give up hope that the spinning wheel of death will stop spinning. And they shut down the computer. All the kids went home. They got a few hours of sleep and then went back to school this morning. And I should add that the whole time this group is trying to finish up this project, their classmates, who were assigned the editing tasks for this film that was due at midnight last night or early this morning, however you want to look at that, continued to tell them they couldn't turn in that footage because they had other things to do. Really? What the frick frack? Insert your own R-rated substitution for frick frack. I just want to know, what in the world? Why do some people think they don't need to do their work? And these kids will still show up at the premiere party and ride in the limo and walk on the red carpet and pose for selfies, all the time smiling and pretending like they played a big part in the production of this film. And their names, because we are in a freaking public school, will show up in the credits. And I just want to know, how is that fair to anyone? And how is it fair that the kids who have not done the work... Is it fair to those kids who have not done the work... Just like the college admissions scandal where the parents were paying off people to get their kids in the school and the kids didn't even know that their parents were doing this dirty stuff behind the scenes. How is it fair to those kids to let them reap the rewards of something that they played no part of? What are they learning and how does that set them up for their future success? Let alone it's totally not fair to the classmates here who did the work who have gone without sleep, and who truly care about creating a quality product. So switching gears a little bit. Last Friday, I talked about all the reasons why I love Justin Baldoni, who plays Raphael on Jane the Virgin, and who directed the movie Five Feet Apart. And I think this conversation relates to something else that I noticed when Justin was being interviewed repeatedly when Five Feet Apart first came out. I remember seeing an interview with Justin Where in that interview he talked about how he found his lead actors. Cole Sprouse plays Will in the movie, and Justin mentioned that they first met back in Cole's Sweet Life of Zack and Cody days, when Justin had a small role as a fencing instructor on the show. The lead female in Five Feet Apart is Haley Lou Richardson, who is the real-life girlfriend of the actor who plays Raphael's nemesis on Jane the Virgin. So if you couldn't follow that, Brett Deer, Haley's fiancé, plays Michael on Jane the Virgin. So the entire cast is really tight, and after five years of doing the show, they've had plenty of time to socialize and get to know the important people in each other's lives, right? You get to know your co-workers, family members, if you've worked with them for five years. So over the years, Haley and Justin have become good friends. He showed Haley the script because she was a friend, and... Do you think that if he had worked with her in high school and she slacked and didn't turn in her piece of group projects, or if he knew of her reputation and that reputation was that she was always late and didn't show up when she was called to set, or that she never had her lines memorized, do you think if that was the case, if she had a horrible reputation, if people didn't like to work with her, that he would have wanted her in his movie? People. Your reputation matters. Your work ethic matters. So for the record, Haley initially turned down the offer to be in the film. And here's a little story she told ET online. She says, and honestly, I couldn't get into it. I wrote Justin this big email and it was really hard because I love Justin. And I was proud of him. And I recognized that the script was so beautiful in so many ways. I just personally couldn't imagine me doing that next for some reason. A lengthy phone conversation with Baldoni and his documentary about his late friend Claire Wineland ultimately changed Haley Lou Richardson's mind. He was like, Haley, just come and talk to me. We're friends. Tell me everything you feel and I'll tell you what I'm open to. Because he wanted to collaborate and he wanted to make the genre grounded. The characters themselves couldn't be magical because the story is so magical. We talked through the words in the script on his lunch break on the set of Jane and anytime I read a word or sentence or conversation where I was like, "I can't imagine that actually happening," or "I can't imagine seventeen a seventeen year old girl saying this," he was so open to it. Richardson, Richardson shares. Then it was like, "Okay, I'll do it." So now back to Cole Sprouse. While it's a cute story that the two met on Sweet Life, Justin says that he didn't talk about Sweet Life or the fact that they both currently star in CW shows while he was looking for actors to play Will. But if Cole had a reputation for being a jerk to work with who didn't follow through on his commitments, would Justin have been interested? No freaking way. I just think it's interesting and worth mentioning because you never know who you're going to work with or for in the future. And besides the fact that you should just be a good person because it's the right thing to do, being a mean, nasty jerk who doesn't fulfill commitments for sure isn't going to help your reputation Or get you jobs. So whatever it is you're doing, always, always, always be the best that you can be. If you are tree number three in the back of a stage in the high school musical, be the best darn tree number three you can be. If you want to be an actress and you're the assistant to the assistant of the casting director, be the best assistant's assistant that you can be. Just because you aren't currently where you want to be, where you want to be, doesn't mean you are stuck there. Continuing with my Jane the Virgin references, because I love that show, there's a character on the show named Louisa. She is Raphael's sister. Louisa's character was supposed to only be in two episodes. Justin said in an Instagram post recently, but because she is so freaking brilliant and steals every scene she is in, she became one of the backbones of our show. Because she was so awesome they made her a recurring character. And two episodes turned into her own storyline in five years of recurring roles. There's another character, Krishna, who is Petra's assistant. She was initially only supposed to have a small role, but her character also became a recurring role. When you do a good job and follow through, people notice. Whatever it is that you're doing... Always work in a way that you can be proud of your effort. And when I say that, I don't mean play it safe. Take risks, learn new things by all means, do all those things, learn, take risks, grow, but always put forth an effort that you can be proud of. When I worked in advertising, I applied for my very first job. After that, I can honestly say I never searched for another job again. The jobs came to me Because of my reputation. Sure, I had to interview to make sure I was a good fit for the company and we had to have conversations to make sure that I wanted the position somebody was considering me for. But each opportunity came because someone recommended me or someone I worked with knew I was capable of taking on a new or bigger role. I am always amazed by how many people go through life just going through the motions. And I don't know why this still surprises me. Because this feature film example that I opened the show with is exactly what I'm talking about here. There's always a handful of people who expect the few to do the majority of the heavy lifting. When I was a sales manager and a sales trainer, I always said that all it took to stand out was just to do 10% more than what was expected. Nothing. You didn't have to be extraordinary. You didn't have to do anything huge, a huge grand, giant thing to stand out. Just slightly more than what was expected. And I said that because there are so many people who just go through the motions, who don't put any effort or heart into whatever it is that they are doing. And so if you just do what's expected and a tiny bit more, you stand out. You stand out if you go to work and do your best each day and do what's expected and act like you want to be there and that you genuinely care about the people and the work you do. So this is what I'm thinking about as graduation approaches and high schoolers and college students move on to the next chapter of their lives. Always be nice. Be reliable. Be that person others want to have around. These tips combined with your talent, perseverance, and expertise will take you far in life. Thank you all for listening. I hope you have a fantastic weekend. And whatever it is you choose to do this weekend, make the most of it. Thank you for taking time out of your day to listen. I'm Coach Kim Peek of Power of Run, and you can find me at www.crushingmygoals.com or on all social media as at sign power of run. If you liked this episode, be sure to give the podcast some love over on iTunes and remember to subscribe as a new podcast, your reviews and stars and subscribes will help me grow the audience so that I can share my love of health and fitness and bring more experts to the show. Power up your week and I will catch you next Tuesday.